2 Kings chapter 4, verse number 42. So now there came a man from Belshazzar and brought the man of God bread, the first fruits, 20 loaves of barley, full ears of corn, and the husk thereof. And he said, Give unto the people that they may eat. He's talking about Elisha. And his servant said, What should I set before an hundred men? He said again, Give the people that they may eat. For thus said the Lord, They shall eat and shall leave thereof. So when he set it before them, and they did eat and left thereof according to the word of God. Glory to the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you tonight. Lord, just open our hearts and minds. Lord, help us to read and understand your words, Lord. We got so much going on, Lord. We just need your presence and we need your understanding and guidance, Father. And we just praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I want you to notice tonight there is a picture in this text. And you agree with me? When you read uh, this story, it reminds me of the two stories in Matthew uh, where Jesus fed the 4,000 and Jesus fed, fed the 5,000. And these stories mirrors both of those stories just like the feeding of 4,000 and 5,000. There are those that doubted the amount of food that the servant had that he could do. And remember one of the disciples said uh, unto him, what are these amongst so many? So there was doubt in it. And, and there was one that was willing to give up his lunch. That little leg gave his lunch up. Uh, like a lot of men found in this text, they gave the 20 loaves of barley. And there's a picture of what he, he sees here in this text. is a mirror and a shadow foretype of what, to come, what is to come. I do want to remind you that when Jesus fed the 5,000 and he fed the 4,000, he fed more people than what Elijah fed, uh, and he fed them with less food than Elijah fed, and there was more left over than it was when Elijah fed them. Proving that there may be types, there may be foreshadows, but it's only, there's only one bread of the life, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. There, there, there is a picture in this text. And there is a principle in this text I want you to see. And the principle is that it all is all about giving and serving. We find that the farmer gave 40, uh, in verse 42, gave his increase. Uh, and he gave the, the prophet Elijah, the man of God, and he gave, gave it of faith that was uh, given to him. And he, he turned around and he gave it to another. You know what, what God gives us is, is not for us to be selfish, to keep for ourselves. But when we are, He blesses us, God wants us to turn around and be a blessing to somebody else. He wants us to share that blessing with other people. So, so what Elijah does, so this farmer gives him the increase, the first fruits, and the prophet gives it by faith, and then the servant of it gives it to his, of his time. He takes the time to pass the food out and help others in need, and God literally multiplied in the hands of His servant. If you want to find a blessing, you're going to have to find it in service. Amen. God does not bless anybody that's lazy. Amen. <laughs> Those who just sit around and wait for the check to come in the mail. I know God can send a check in the mail, but God is not going to bless you that way. But if you're going to uh, have to give some service to Him, we're going to have to be faithful to Him. We're going to have to have uh, to get involved in the work of God. And God that will bless those that will labor, give them, give and serve. So there's a picture of promise 
and principles in this text here. But I want you to notice the people in this text. Because in this text we find here amongst these people that God proves here that He proved in the New Testament is that little is much when God is in it. And what I, what is the, what I, I want to preach tonight is little as much when God is in it from this text. We know that there is little that God is in it. Uh, though God worked a miracle in his hands, but God also used a man. Somebody in this text had to give. Somebody had to work. Somebody had to bring it to the man of God. And the man of God had to give it. And the servant had to pass it out. So what we see is this text God is doing will not do for us that we can do for ourselves. God is willing to work a miracle if we are willing to get involved in that miracle with God. God will do great things in our life if we'll just be involved. Amen. Getting involved. Opening that door. Stepping through. Notice the man brought the, the bread of the first fruit. Twenty loaves of barley and full ears of the corn and the husk thereof. So, so this man is coming to this man, giving this uh, man was this man was a Gentile. If he was coming from Bethlehem, we'll know he wasn't. But this man was a generous, and he's giving. And I think he was a man of God. He's giving Elijah, simply telling us that he believed Elijah was a true man of God, and he was wanting him to be blessing to man to this God. And you know what? He he has preachers that come through the church doors. We've had them come through the doors. This man wanted to be a blessing to Elijah, the, the minister of God. We've had them come through the door, and we try to be a blessing to those that come through the door. We want to help them out and be a blessing. I believe that we are, are, are good servants in helping those that we bring in and preach for us. Amen. It is good for us to get involved in the ministries. Here we see Amanda had to get involved. Now, I know there's other churches that can give more than we can give. I know that. There's not a bad. But I, I believe we try to give our evangelists and uh, uh, the missionaries that we support that come through. We don't withhold those blessings. We reach out and bless those. And God has been given to our church and God has blessed our church greatly for it. God can always give more than what we can give out. Amen. God give you more no matter what you put out. In the text, we know the purpose of this man and the provisions of this man, that the man, the Bible said, he's given it of his first fruits. Amen. So what about this first man? What about this man? I think we ought to give our tithes to the Lord. Amen. I know I'm preaching to the Wednesday night crowd. I know you're the faithful ones. And maybe I should preach it on Sunday morning. There are those what we have tippers and we have those what we call Tithers. A tipper is those who put a dollar in the plate when it comes by and said, God has blessed me this week and they're going to give God a dollar. Then we got those who are faithfully tithing over and over and over and God is still blessing. I found this out uh, uh, when I first got saved and was going around my way. I, I wasn't tithing like I should was. And, and I find that if I didn't tithe, something was always breaking down and it was taking more money out of my pocket to get something fixed uh, instead of me tithing. And when I was doing that, finally God got to hold my attention. He's whispering in my ear and says, I'm going to get you tithed one way or another. 
I'm going to get it one way or another. So now I sit down and my wife sits down. We figure up to the penny. And if we don't anything up, we'll round up. I'm making sure God is getting his what God is due. I'm giving him the first fruits of my labors. Amen. And I believe that we should do that. You say, well, I, I can't afford to tithe. You cannot afford not to tithe. I'm telling you that. God will give you more. I'd rather have 90% of God's blessing than 100% of his wrath. Amen, I'm just telling you, I'm just going to be honest with you. I believe that we need to give God what God deserves. I'd rather be living off the heaven's economy than my economy. I'd rather be living off what heaven can provide than what I can provide tonight. I may not have everything I want, but I got everything I need. Amen. I know that people's got their wants and desires mixed up. But I've got everything that I need in my life. And I thank God for that. Because God has taken care of us. God has taken care of his children. Hasn't God been good to you tonight? Hasn't God blessed you? <laughs> Hasn't God given you more than you ever thought for or asked for or even could think about getting? And the text is, is as amazing as this man has something to give, even in a famine. This, there's a famine going on here. And yet this man was able to give a lot, even there, during the time of famine. So that tells me, when you're giving, no matter what's going on in this world, God's going to give back more to you. Amen. Amen. This man didn't go away hungry just because he gave. He went away blessed by God. And he was willing to give in a fountain. Let me, let's just say this. There are times in our life that money seems to be short. Amen. I've been there. And there was times in our lives during my military career that we would go to the commissary and buy a, buy a big box of 100 patties of hamburgers and we had hamburgers, breakfast, lunch, and supper. Breakfast, lunch, and supper. Seven days a week until it ran out the end of the month. And we'll buy another box of hamburger patties. And let me tell you what, is there's so many ways you can make a hamburger taste good. After a while, you just don't want a hamburger. We switched up to hot dogs for one time. That was, nah, I don't want a hot dog either. But I, I find that there are lean times in our life that money is sometimes doesn't come in the way it should. But what does come in, you ought to give your first fruit to God. I find that when, I, when I'm running short, when I'm running uh, uh, stuff not coming in like it should, uh, that when I do tithe, God makes sure he brings it in. He always brings it in. Here is this man, even in, during a famine, this guy said, I, I'm going to give to this man of God. I believe he's a man of God. So I believe that this man was a godly man because he's trusting Elijah. Now, I know some churches that can stand up and say they got $100,000 in the bank. Of course, the sign is about falling off the doors. The building's crepit. The carpet needs to be replaced. And they're, just, they're bragging on how much money they got in the bank, but they're not taking that money and putting it back into God's work. Can I say this? If, you've, you, if the church is just holding on to the money as not sending out the blood, it, it, oh man. If we're giving like we should give to the church, then the church should give like God said to bless those that are going out in the ministry preaching the word of God and giving to God. We ought to do that. If you're holding on to money, making sure I'm going to build up a big nest account of money, if a church does that, something's wrong there. 
And I know churches like that. They don't want to repair nothing in the building because they don't want to touch that money. They're waiting for a rainy day. There's never going to be a rainy day. That's God's money. This man learned something that many of our churches should learn today. Give because God has given you. God has blessed you. You ought to give. If God has blessed you, you tithe. If we tithe, then we ought to tithe, uh, bless those that come through here and help out. God has been good around here. I'm just telling you. God, God has just been too good for us around here. But notice the man of God in verse 42. Elijah said, give unto the people that they may eat. I want to remind you that which was given in verse 42 was given to Elijah, not the people. This man gave this to Elijah. But Elijah looked around, and no doubt he sees the needs of other people around him. They were hungry. There was a famine going on. They, were, they, they needed something, and Elijah had it. Isn't it amazing to me there's people that hold back stuff when they got enough to satisfy them and other people too? And Elijah looked around and saw these people that were in need. They needed something and Elijah said, it's not mine to keep, but give it to those who are in need. Elijah looked around and saw people that was in need, and he gave it to them. But Elijah, being a man of God, he sees the other people's needs. He said, give it to them. God, that's what God wants for us. He is willing to give it to others, the sacrifice of the man of God, that in a famine that he did not keep what was given to him, but he recognized that this must have been of the Lord. That God had put it in his hands and he used it to help to care for others. Thank God for men who will be sacrificed, who will sacrifice. That's just the same way the church should be. We should look and see those who are in need. And I believe we do help those who are in need. I believe we, somebody says somebody's in need of this. We try to help out. We do things. We don't want to hold on. If God has blessed us, then we ought to be blessing other things. The satisfaction of this man of God that was willing to give. He wasn't bitter. To, <laughs> he wasn't bitter in the giving. Amen. You know when somebody goes to give you a dollar and you, they just won't let go of that dollar? They just they, they squeeze. And I've, I've seen this. I ain't going to call out what church I was in, but I've seen a guy to put a dollar in and took change out. <laughs> Tied him, I'm telling you. He, he wasn't bitter in his giving. He wasn't begrudging the, about what he was giving. He wanted to help other people that were hungry. Elijah wasn't going to sit there and keep these 20 loaves of, of barley in his ears of corn and watch other people go hungry. We shouldn't watch other people go hungry. We should not watch other people go in need when we can provide for them. This is real Christianity. When you think about it, think about it. Always looking on the things of others and not yourself. Always putting others before your needs. Amen. That's real Christianity. When you start thinking of others and what they need instead of what you need. Because what you, when you start helping those out that are in need and you know they're in need. And there's some people out there I know that they don't, they don't really need. They just want to mooch. But when you know somebody really in a need and you help them in a need, God's going to help you. God's going to provide you. I'm telling you, God will provide it. And Elijah said, I, I see the need. I, I don't worry about it. I'm not worrying for myself. I'm not going to hold myself. I'm just going to let everybody else eat of this. You know what God does in the end? He takes care of all those men and Elijah. You know what? 
You'll always meet the needs of others. God will meet your need. God doesn't bless a stingy giver. I'm just saying. Stingy people may have a bigger bank account, but they're miserable people. And it's a how in the world can somebody be miserable when they got a big bank account because they're scared somebody's going to take it from them. They don't want to lose what they got. I ain't got nothing. What I got, you, you can have. Stingy people, they're not they're, they're, they might look happy on the outside, but on the inside they're so miserable because they're scared and afraid of what somebody might take from them. But on the other side, I, 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 a person I, I know that uh, uh, could, couldn't even rub two nickels together that they gave out of poverty. They gave all they had. They couldn't give no more. They gave what they gave, had to have. And they were happy about it. And those that give in spite of the fact that they don't have to give, and I don't think there's ever more like Jesus Christ when you've got nothing to give and you give all you got. You're not more closer than Jesus Christ than that. Bible said to you that ye through his poverty that might we might be rich. Jesus did not come in this world to be as a king, he came in as a peasant. He walked in this world as a carpenter's son, a lowly man of Galilee. He borrowed a manger, he borrowed a donkey, he borrowed a tomb, and the cross he carried was his own. But thank God, though the cross, you and I that are poor or now rich, not in the worldly sense of richness, but we have an eternal richness in heaven. Those that were lost without hope in this world, thank God we have someone made it rich for us in the Lord Jesus Christ when he died upon the cross of Calvary. We have everything we ought to have to give because he gave it to us. See the spirituality of this man. As he looks on this unspiritual man in verse 43 talking about his servant he repeats what he said adds something to it he said give to the people that they may eat for thus said the lord thou shall eat thereof you know why elijah gave because god spoke to his heart you know when god speaks to your heart we ought to give we ought to give i've seen times when we didn't have to give when we were in the bottom of the barrel and just couldn't scrape a thing out, and yet someone would come by and ask if I could help you. What I had in my pocket had to last. I, I, I watched a video today, and I thought it was, oh, just, it really moved me. This guy was going in the rest and through the checkout line with a bottle of water. People going to the line, he said, uh, excuse me, I left my bill phone home. Could you pay for this water for me? Three people said, no. No, they said, no you crazy? Are you out of your mind? Buy, buy your bottle of water? And, and finally he went to this one woman, said, uh, excuse me, I left my bill phone home. Could you buy me this bottle of water? She said, sure, yeah. She put it on there and was going to buy it for him. He says, well, since you're going to buy my water for me, and she had a load of groceries on that conveyor belt and this presents. She used to say, well, you know, I've had to save this during this lockdown and all the stuff, trying to save money to buy these presents for these kids and stuff and all that stuff. He says, uh, since you're going to buy that water from me, I'm just going to buy everything here for you. $379 he paid for that whole thing. Just because she offered to buy him a bottle of water. Don't, don't think that somebody don't knock you on the door and say, hey, 
You got a cup of water I can have? He didn't have anything. We can trust God. God will take care of us no matter what you got or what you don't have. God will take care of us. We see the mindset of Gehazi, which is the servant. He, he's serving here as Gehazi. He said, what should I set this before a hundred men? The problem with Gehazi is like his eyes couldn't see what he needed to see. We can't always see the things we need to see. He wasn't very spiritual minded. He wasn't giving by faith. He's just like the disciples said, what is this among all these people here? What is this? He said, hey, he's looking at it in a situation. He's calculating his mind. He's thinking, all these people can't eat of this. This is not enough for a hundred. There's not going to be enough. How many here are coins? I don't know how many here is going, but he's saying, the things that we have is not going to be enough. There's just too little of it. See, Elijah said, God spoke to my heart and said, give. And when God spoke to his heart to give, Elijah obeyed God and give. But Elijah told his servant, Gehazi, I said, look, give to eat. Now he's looking and complaining about it now. If we give them this, you and I ain't going to have anything to eat tonight. We're just not going to have anything. We won't make it through this famine because we don't have enough. And you want to give what we got to them? The Lord said eat. So he gives and he realized once he gives, there's more left over. Now don't, don't misunderstand me. It's not all about just money. But the giving of your time will honor God. The way you raise your children in church and around the things of God, God will honor that. So what you do in church there are those that will get their children involved with everything in the church and every aspect of the church, and God blesses them. They invest their time in the ministry of God and the things of God, but there are those that will not get their children involved in anything of God, and they wonder why their kids go out in this world and get in the condition they get in because they, they thought they raised them in church when they only went to church once a year. There's a problem. You get your children, you raise them up in the things of God and get them used to the things of God that they can see that it's real. It's not just some story, but God will bless you when you bless others. You see the miracle of his growth in verse 44. So he set before them, they did eat and left there according to the word of God, Lord. We see the servant and his slave. You know, Gehazi don't, want, don't have, have a lot of faith like disciples did. But he obeyed the man of God. And God still worked a miracle. Sometimes you have to just trust in the ones that's trusting God. I mean, if God spoke to your heart and said this, and you said God spoke to my heart, you're just going to have to trust in the ones that's trusting in God. If you don't come out with saying, hey, it won't have to be a servant like Elijah Elijah trusted God. Everything was satisfying. They did eat and they did laugh. They were full. I, you, know, you ever been to a restaurant and ordered something and ate and got up and had to go to a restaurant to eat again? We went to a restaurant down in Florida one time. It's one of these fancy, big, fancy restaurants, arm and a leg. Ordered a steak. I think salad. A little bit of 
something besides my thing. They, they brought the steak out. Now, I hadn't ate just about all day long. They brought the steak out and I played out. The plate was that big around, and the steak was like this. $32. We had to stop by McDonald's on the way home, so I get something to eat to fill me up. When I, when I sat down at a table, I like to eat till I'm full. These guys sat down and ate until they were full. There were none left. They were hungry. They had all they had. They wanted. When you sit down at God's table, you'll never leave empty-handed. Amen. You'll never walk away so well, I still need something. You'll never leave hungry when you sit down at God's table. It may not look like much. It may not be what you want. But I guarantee you God will bring it into your heart and just satisfy your soul with it. There's been times I've come into the house of God and didn't think I'd leave full or satisfied what was going on in my life. But I figured out I've never left the house of God wanting for more. I left full. I left satisfied. God gave me exactly what I needed when I needed it. God is about to spread a table even in the wilderness here. And it all comes back to the word of the Lord. Just trust God tonight. Little is much when God is in it. Little is much when God is in it. Amen.